This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, Shane Ray, along with myself, we will be joining you from the Government Center in Danville at 7 o'clock for the election night re- results here in Hendricks County. But, well, it's it, the election's over now, technically. I mean, it's technically over. We're done thank God, and at least for a few <laughs> moments, we are not going to talk about uh, politics. We'll do that here in just a little bit. Right now, we're going to talk about something a lot more fun and something a lot more people can agree on, high school football. Yeah, it's been another great year of high school football all across central Indiana, and of course, every Friday night, we've brought you the Kevin Kersey Agency Game of the Week. We're deep into the postseason now, heading into regionals this Friday night, and so with us, kind of recap what we've uh, had this year in high school football, one of the men who has called quite a bit of high school football for us this year, our own Lex Zorn. Lex, how are you? 
you? Oh, great. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to miss the Friday Night Lights for the next nine months, but other than that, doing pretty well. Yeah, so you did. Uh, you were kind of all over the map uh, this yeah. year. You were at uh, Tri-West quite a bit. Yeah. Saw the uh, Bruins with another great regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, you did a whole lot of Plainfield as well. That's right, yeah. So, anything else? Did I miss anything else? Uh, no, I, I did eight Tri-West and six Plainfield games. There were uh, tw- two times that I actually commentated both teams the same weekend. There was a uh, there was uh, back in week two I was did Plainfield at Terre Haute North on Friday, and then special Saturday afternoon game um, Tri West at Evansville Mater Day, and then you drove through a flood. Uh, the whole city was flooded. The yeah. city of Evansville. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it was quite quite an adventure getting there, but you know I did make it down there to the Wrights Bowl, first time ever. Uh, going to a game in Evansville, one of the great high school cities in, in the state, where basically without any pro sports or major college sports down there, you know, high school football is the thing in town. Um, so they're really passionate about it down there. And then I also uh, did the, the both teams uh, back in week six at Lucas Oil Stadium, where they played back to back. Yeah, we did that um, game. Uh, we did those games together. Yeah. And so kind of want to put a, a bow on this high school football season. It's been a great year. Now we've yeah. only got we got one team left. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we sure do. One team left here in the county, Danville, uh, in regional action this Friday night. We will have that broadcast for you on WYRZ. We'll be telling you about that a little bit later in the week as we we roll along. But uh, I want to start with this, like get your thoughts. It was really a phenomenal year for high school football in Hendricks County. Not only the Bruins that you covered, but Brownsburg had a great year. Avon and Plainfield, uh, successful season. Get your overall thoughts on Hendricks County football this year. Uh, overall, it was a great year. You know, five of the six teams won at least one playoff game, and the only team that didn't was Brownsburg. And even so, it's still they still had an eight and two season. Uh, they broke a streak of three consecutive losing seasons. Obviously, John Hart proven to be the right man for the job. I mean, they came out after you know, winning eleven games the last um, three years and really gave. Hunter Johnson mostly a nice send-off, except that they didn't get a postseason win. Although, you know, they, they do play in the sectional of death there and ran into Ben Davis in the first round. So, you know, there, a lot of it is just the luck of the draw. But I don't think there's any question now that John Hart was the man for the job. And so, obviously, we're expecting a lot of big things for the Bulldogs over the next few years. And then, you know, Avon, certainly... the. They fell off a little bit without Brandon Peters, but still that they had they had a good year, got a nice uh, win out at, at Pike in the first round of the playoffs, and really gave Ben Davis a much better game than I expected in the second round. Really, that they, they a couple of different plays and they could they could have won that one. Plainfield, really, I think um, had Dawson Anderson stayed healthy the whole year, I, I think they they could have been you know maybe a seven and two eight and one season. As it was, they still got into the sectional championship. Yeah, ended on the one yard line. Uh, well, it was they. Yeah, they um, threw in toward the end zone of the last play and just didn't quite get it. And much um, like the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And definitely was uh, the the last game really. Uh, uh, the the last uh, drive of that game, I nearly lost my voice because it was just there was so much excitement and, and tension there. Um, and the, the crowd was really into it. They had about twenty five hundred people there, and. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, had they stayed healthy the whole year, I think they, they would have gone further. And as it was, they still, you know, one play short there in the Zionsville game, really left 10 points on the field before that where, you know, they, it, the game didn't even need to hinge on that play. But then um, Tri-West, they, you know, closed the regular season with eight consecutive wins, got a huge win that you and I had the pleasure of calling against Garen Catholic to open the playoffs. And 
Uh, then they fell to 13-time state champion Bishop Chittard in the second round. Um, so basically, their, their only two losses all year were against two um, multi-state multi championship winners. So West Lafayette and then, of course, Bishop Chittard. Danville, um, I'll tell you, I, when I saw that sectional I with um, Tri-West, Garen Catholic, Brebuff Jesuit, and Bishop Chittard on the bottom of the bracket, I said he can be almost certain the um, champion of the sectional is going to come from the south side. Danville came and beat everybody, and they they proved me wrong. I mean, well, let's know. let's start with the quality of play because yeah. as we talked about, you mentioned Hunter Johnson out there at Brownsburg, yes. Ben Slayton at uh, at, at Plainfield, right. Meisner at, at Avon, um, just uh, just quality quarterbacks. And what we're seeing now, and we commented on this several times throughout the course of the year, these kids are now not the you know traditionally it was huddle up, everybody break the huddle, come to the line of scrimmage, run the play, maybe uh, yeah. an audible or two, but these kids are running the plays from the line of scrimmage now and it's so impressive how high school football uh, the quality play has rapidly expanded it is yeah you know and that we we had some great quarterbacks in the county obviously uh, Hunter Johnson headed to you know Clemson uh, last I heard it was what he was leaning toward Ben Slayton probably the best sophomore quarterback in the state down there at Plainfield he's going to be a big time division one player in three years then you know Jake Hill not as heralded playing out there at Tri-West but he should be playing college ball somewhere a year from now and just his predecessor, Jake Hendershot, now out at Illinois State. And so, yeah, the, with you know, Avon, obviously, Brandon Peters went up to Michigan. And so they're certainly the, – the quality of quarterbacks really overall in Indiana has come a, lot way, come a long way up, you know, ever since Peyton Manning got here and more kids have been going into um, football instead of basketball. Do you but attribute a lot of that to Manning? I think a, a lot of it – I mean, there, it was a combination of things because when, when I was a kid, you know – Football, but you're a Hoosier. You're a native Hoosier. Yeah, I've lived in Indiana all my life. And when I was a kid, um, you know, high school football, it was moderately popular, but it was just something to keep, you know, people occupied until basketball started, which was the main show in town. And then I, in the 90s, you had IU basketball start to fall off. You had high school basketball because of the class basketball controversy start to fall off. And then, you know, that coincided with Peyton coming here and the Colts becoming, you know, a perennially um, – top five you know nfl team and they um you remember the days like i do when like they couldn't give colts tickets away oh yeah yeah absolutely and you know peyton obviously he came in and the second year they went 13 and three and then they they made the playoffs all every year but one the rest of his tenure here and so yeah it, you know more kids started going into football instead of basketball and like it wasn't just peyton but it was i think peyton combined with IU basketball dropping because you know when I when I was a kid you know Bob Knight probably could have run for governor and won you know yeah and you know just about every boy in the state dreamed not of playing in the NBA not of you know playing in the NFL they dreamed of playing basketball at IU and that just d doesn't happen anymore which I, I'm not, it's it's sad for me but at the same time you know what's happened with football here is very exciting I mean the fact that in the beginning before the uh, 1984 they would actually play the state championship games at like you know north central or some of the the high schools here yeah, it wasn't at it <laughs> yeah. wasn't at the rca dome or now lucas yeah. oil stadium and, and even so when they first started you know playing at the dome when it opened in 84 they would get you know twenty thousand or so for the state championship now they get you know 
between the two sessions, they get, you know, 50,000, 60,000. Our guest is Lex Zorn. We're putting a recap on the uh, 2016 uh, Hendricks County High School football season. Still one team left out there, yeah. Danville, in the in the regional, but uh, kind of wrapping everything up tonight. Again, a reminder, buddy, tonight at 7 o'clock, our usual time you hear this show at, we'll be uh, coming to you live from the Government Center in Danville with election night coverage, so we're moved up a little bit uh, tonight. So uh, it was so interesting this year because I kind of hopped around. A lot of our announcers, like you, spend most of their time with one team, Tri-West yeah. or Brian Scott out there in, uh, in Avon. Right. But I, I moved around a whole bunch, and it's, it's so interesting to see how uh, from one – you know, it used to be – because I've, I've been doing this now – feel starting to feel old but for yeah. 14 years i've been yeah. announcing high school football for 14 years and yeah. it, it used to be you'd go to one program you'd see okay hey they're much more efficiently run you can just tell they're better coached they yeah. they got more athletic kids and then you go to another program you go okay they're just not as good but program after program after program are so well organized now yeah. that one team may have more talent than the other but they're all run almost like miniature professional programs but they are yeah i mean i saw that at tri west you know they do not have they have good talent, but they do not have great talent. They do have Peyton Hendershot going to IU, but I think you know most of their college kids are probably going to be going like Division two, Division three, NAIA, and you know probably no future NFL players. But they have such an outstanding system there. I mean, where everybody knows his role and, and plays it very, very efficiently. They make very, very few mistakes. If I remember correctly, Jake Hill, I think he was like twenty-one touchdowns, three interceptions for the year. You know. He's not the most talented quarterback I've ever called, but he's one of the smartest. He just is an outstanding fundamental player, and that's why I think he'll, he'll have a decent college career. And, you know, um, you see that really with a lot of these programs that are winning consistently. They start, you know, third, fourth grade uh, with the youth football program and getting the kids not only playing good fundamental football but getting to know each other so that by the time they're they're in high school they've been playing together seven or eight years they know each other very well and they all are really into the team um chemistry and like like i said earlier um you know when you've won four state championships as tri-west has it's very easy to get kids to believe in your system and, and go along with it Again, our guest is Lex Zorn. We're talking about Hendricks County High School football. Uh, of course, another fabulous season in the books. One of the other things that is so interesting to me, Lex, and you've been watching high school football for a long time, is how complicated the offenses are getting now. I mean, it, like yeah. I said, it used to be wing tee, you know, wishbone, eye formation, maybe you threw 10, 15 times a game. I mean, it is complicated it's not quite as complicated, obviously, as NFL or Major Division One, but, I mean, it is big-time stuff out there. It, it is, yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're, I see very complex offenses. And, you know, one thing, uh, that since I started commentating um, high school football, I just finished my fifth season now, I, I, um, I got to, even though I'd been a football fan since 1978, I started paying a lot more attention to the finer points of the game. And one thing that made me realize is how, for, from a standpoint of pure football um Aesthetics, I think high school football is far more interesting than the NFL, which has gotten so homogenized in the last generation. Whereas high school ball, you see such a wide variety of play. You see very complicated offenses. I mean, I still occasionally see the wishbone in high school football. And, you know, out at Crawfordsville, when the um, Tri-West was out there in week eight, I saw one of the most unique things I've ever seen, which is that they actually, the first time I'd ever seen anybody at any level of, of football line up with a two-quarterback offense. They would have two quarterbacks and shotguns, so you didn't know who was going to get the snap. 
It's, it, it, yeah. it, it is it is fascinating yeah. to me how much it has evolved and how quickly um, we did the Avon uh, Avon Ben Davis game on last Friday night on the radio station yeah. uh, myself along with the Hall of Fame coach Dave Shelbourne and it's interesting I've talked about this for a couple of years now and it culminated last year with Avon beating Ben Davis for the sectional championship yeah. used to be every year a Brownsburg or an Avon you would go oh yeah they're they're good by HCC standards or they're good yeah. by Hendricks County standards but we all know when it comes to playing Warren Central or Center Grove or Ben Davis they're gonna they're gonna lose and and or probably lose and mm. uh, but Browns Avon last year they beat Ben Davis and then they beat Cathedral yes and then if were it not for a couple of questionable calls they should have beat Center Grove yeah. and played for the state championship that is and I saw that last night or last Friday night Ben Davis athletically and position by position was so much more talented for the most part than Avon but they hung in that game, and they had the ball in Ben Davis territory with a chance to tie or take the lead three minutes to go in the game. Yeah, it was. I, I was really impressed by the way you know when you consider that they lost Brandon Peters, Avon really had a good year, and you know s- similarly, you know uh, again Plainfield, they were down there, you know, with, with Zionsville, an HCC team, had a chance to win on the last play, you know, the in uh, had it down. They their last play was from the Zionsville ten, and again, had they not you know, collapsed when they were down to the two-yard line on first down in the second half, and had they not bypassed um, an easy Morgan, John Hagee, um, John Hagee field goal in the first quarter and it went for it unsuccessfully on fourth down, you know, they would have won the game. And so you know, definitely there's a lot, um, as, as great as the postseason was, you know, here in Henders County and still is for Danville, a couple plays, you know, and you would, we'd have a couple more teams still still alive, and um, so, um, and we, we certainly have a bright future for these programs. I mean, Plainfield returns the bulk of their star players. They do lose their top uh, two receivers, Gavin Ritter and Dante Keys, but they return Ben Slayton. Uh, he's all, you know got two years left. Tavian Gadia, their um, leading rusher for a lot of the season. Again, he's going to be back for two more years. And he's only he's only a little guy. He's five four, one fifty. So if, you know, if he grows a few more inches and bulks up, I mean, he's going to be a really dangerous player. And then Dawson Anderson's going to be back another year. Okay, so, so this is something I get asked all yeah. the time. Uh, doing the high doing high school football broadcasts is a big deal. Like oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's 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 not just show up and announce. Yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into it. For me, it's about a. It's about a seven-hour ordeal uh, yeah. from the time you leave to the time you get home. Uh, take us through what it's like for you on uh, on Friday nights, getting ready to do high school football, and sort of the, what you go through to get the game on the air. Oh, uh, well, first of all, during the week, you know, I, I get the statistics for the teams, um, and usually anymore, it's, I just go to Max Preps and, and get it on there. Occasionally, I'll get it straight from the coach. Like for example, um, I've gotten to know Brian Woodard pretty well over the last five years. And he sends me the personal stats that uh, Plainfield uh, keeps, which are extremely, extremely comprehensive. And in fact, last Friday, they actually handed me the stats after every score and then at the end of every quarter um, and half bre- break and then at, at the end of the game. So I didn't have to keep stats, and that made Plainfield's my job great. easier. They do great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, then I do that. But then, you know, um, and most of the time, the coach or the athletic director, if, if the stats aren't online, will we'll email them to me with, with no problem. And then, you know, so I just look over the the team if it's the team I've, I'm not familiar with I'll just I'll study what they've done that season and you know what kind of schemes they run 
things like that. And then on game day, I try to get there, you know, I sometimes leave work a little early, it's, it, especially, you know, and I, um, I've been doing it long enough that I know what time I need to leave to get to certain That's places. That's half the battles. Yeah. Get there on time. I mean, sometimes, I mean, if it's a place where I'm going to have to spend a lot of time on 65 or 465, sometimes I'll leave at 3.30 just to be the traffic, especially if it's somewhere in Hamilton County like Fishers or Hamilton Southeastern or it like down for example uh, in Franklin just getting you know you got to beat the four, you got to beat the I65 traffic or or Greenwood you know if you're going to have to go down there on uh, US31 you know <laughs> you, you got to leave early for those but yeah so I, I try to get there by you know 4:35 set up relax you know um who and. who has the best food because a lot of times you get free food uh, who has the best food in the press box uh, that's a good question and, you know it's it's inconsistent because not, not every um school is the same way every time but plainfield they, they they serve pizza for every um game so they're high on my list of course and try west also that they, they, uh, they have very good food service so the the two teams that i covered this year definitely are, are high on my list and uh, other places I've been before, you know, uh, Noblesville's, you know, they've often taken really good care of us. Uh, Greenwood, Martinsville. So the, the, and then there's other places where, you know, you're lucky if you get a, a bottle of water, you know. Right. So it, it really it really varies. But um, and it's ironic that sometimes it's the places with the fanciest press boxes where they have no service at all. Like, for example, um, Lafayette Jeff. They have like a, a Division One or at worst Division Two press box. I mean, it's yes. awesome. You take an elevator up yeah, there, yeah, it's fabulous. And they they don't even give you water there. <laughs> so you know, I, it's it's a trade off, you know. But on the other hand, you know, you, you go up to Lebanon where um, it's you know you're you're packed in there like sardines, but they, they do feed you pretty well. So did did you? I always when I was younger doing high school football, I always found the travel compelling, the drive to the football game, the idea of. Going to I liked games on the road, going to mm -hmm. new stadiums, experiencing. Oh, I love it, you, yeah. you enjoy that? Yeah, I do. In fact, the one thing about Tri West this year is I went to six or seven different schools I'd never been to before. There's West Lafayette, uh, um, Montre Day. Well, actually, they they play at Evansville Wrights High School, but yeah, I'd never been there before. The Wrights Bowl, maybe the best pure high school stadium in 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 the state, uh, certainly up there. Or Arsenal Tech, where I went this year. It's um, you know, for a program that's not very good in football, they have a they have a pretty nice stadium, really. One um, one of the most interesting designs too. It's it's definitely not your typical, you know, high school bleachers type place. But you know, also I went to Crawfordsville for the first time, and and, and a, a, few, a few other places. And of course, always great to get down to the, the um, out down to Lucas Oil Stadium. That's another place where they're really real cheap skates. You know, when when, when I go when I go there. When I when, whenever I do a game there, they actually have a padlock on the water cooler. Yeah, yeah. You can't, so you got to bring your own stuff. Now you this know? year somebody screwed up and they didn't. They let the drink dispenser open, but there was no ice for us. Okay, well, yeah. So well, uh, well, you, you know. remember, I, I stopped and got us some sodas That's on the right. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of people again, our guests is Lex Zorn. We're talking about uh, re putting a uh, red red ribbon on the 2016 Hendricks County High School football season. A lot of people don't know this about you that they may have hear you on the radio station doing the Tri-West games. Yeah. You're an actor. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, I, I've been acting for seven years. My brother, Robert McAtee, has been uh, a Hollywood actor for 17 years now. And I, I admire him for going out there in his 20s and giving it a shot. And, you know, he's been on CSI Miami. He's been on Days of Our Lives. He's been on Two Broken Girls. Um, 
For all you days of our lives, fans, there's a real treat about him. On one of the last episodes that Frances Reed, who played Alice Horton, um, was in before her, her death a few years ago, he actually sat right behind her at a wedding. Um, now, so. is that a big deal? Like, when he's in a movie or a TV show, like, does he tell you and oh, you yeah. know and you're... you're just... Yeah, I, I watch whenever I can. But, you know, I saw some of the work he'd done. I thought, you know, this would be really cool. But, you know, I have two young kids. I really don't want to go out to Hollywood. So I, I started looking around and to see if there are opportunities out here. And there are actually a lot more than I realized, um, especially now that equipment is, is so cheap to, you know. There, there's movie equipment that's a lot cheaper now than it was, you know, a generation ago because of the digital technology that exists now. But besides that, you know, there's also far more distribution options. Now you can make a film. I mean, if you got a, an independent film made a generation ago, then you had the problem of finding out where to sure. distribute it, you know. And, the, and there were so few of those independent films, like Halloween is the one that comes to mind that became yeah. a great, great movie, but there were so few of them that became great because, you, as you mentioned, the, the, the access. Yeah, so now there are so many distribution options. So, yeah, I've, I've been acting for, for seven years now, and I've been on, uh, most famously, on the National Geographic series How to Survive the End of the World, where I play this London bank officer who... Um, um, you meet an untimely end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or at least we're led to believe you meet an untimely yeah, yeah. end. Yeah, we don't really see. We'll have to wait for the sequel if there is one. But yeah, things didn't look good for me there at the end. Yeah, but... It's like a hurricane or a tornado or something? Yeah, it was about a hypothetical natural disasters. And, you know, this it ends with this uh, London bus flying at me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never look at one of those double-decker buses the same way after that. Is that, but... uh, like, because you go all over the place, right? Like, you travel yeah. to different states and all sorts of things. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and, like, another thing, if you're ever at the uh, Museum of Westward Expansion in St. Louis, which is adjacent to the Gateway Arch, I, I play William Clark in their Lewis and Clark documentary. So, so and, yeah. and I was just there, but you had not done that by the time I was there. I was at right. the Bruce Springsteen concert, so now I have to go back and see you. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I actually grew my hair out for eight months for that one. Um, now, now how, does, how does that work? Do they come to you and say, you kind of look like uh, this character, we want you to play this guy? Do you read about an opening and say, I kind of would be uh, good at this part? I, I Well, yeah, it, it's a combination of things. Sometimes, you know... In the beginning, it was strictly me seeking out people, and then I started getting a little bit of a reputation, and then people started contacting me. As for the Lewis and Clark film, I, I had heard of Lewis and Clark but didn't know much about them. But then um, they, I said they, they, they said they wanted a ginger-haired actor, so I thought, like, well, I have ginger hair. And then I looked at the guy's painting, and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I bear enough of a resemblance. And I so I sent them all my information, and they, they hired me. And so then I... Grew out my hair and uh, right, and I, I chopped it off the day after filming was done. <laughs> it was it was such a hassle. But yeah. so, so is it easy to play a part like that? Because like, okay, George Washington, everybody yeah. knows what George Washington looks like. You get a yeah. guy that doesn't look like George Washington in your movie, you go, that's really bad. Right, right. But who yeah. knows who what Lewis and Clark look like? Right. I mean, other than the people that are really into it. Yeah, exactly. It's not as well known, but you know, nevertheless, I you know, it it didn't hurt that. I mean, the thing I, I learned about acting, you know, very early is that you have to. Um, find what makes you stand out from the pack and use it to your advantage you know for for me you know obviously my deep voice that that's helped me get roles back that I just did this horror movie the other day where I just did the vocals they they wanted to use um my voice with some other actor so they had the actor speak the parts and then I went and I dubbed my voice over his um <laughs> <laughs> and so um it's um so sometimes I've gotten, and there's sometimes where I've played radio announcers in films, you know, or TV reporters, things like that, which obviously isn't much of a stretch for me since it's 
pretty close to what I do in so real I'm life. So I'm curious. You tell us about this. You actually tried out for the uh, Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. Yes, I did. What yes. was that like? Oh, you know, it's one of those things. First of all, I mean, it was an honor to, to try out for those shows, and I, I hope I get, get get hired for either or both of them. But the only disappointment for me was it was a little bit more like a cattle call than than I hoped. You know, I like to go in there where they'll spend 10 or 15 minutes working with you. You know, where I'll read something, and then they'll say, well, why don't you try it this way or whatever. And, you know, we, they go on to just try to direct you. Whereas I just went in there, you know, th- I took a number, and then I waited Do they my just turn. give you stuff to read? Or? Yeah, yeah, they, 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 um, they um, gave me my audition scene in advance. It was a monologue where I was proposing marriage to a girl. Um, so it was very, very, very dramatic. Um, so, and you got to, like, learn it on the spot? Uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I got it weeks in advance. Okay, so, so I, you knew going in what you were supposed to say. Yeah, so I, I, I had a t- chance to really work it up. But basically, they, they just had me go in and read it once, and that was it. You know, and that was what they, I guess, what they did for everybody. But you know, it's still, it's still a great honor. And you know, if I, if I get the job, all, all the better. But well, I want to, want to, as we wind down here, uh, and again, coming up next, it's election night coverage here on WIRZ from the Government Center in Danville. But I uh, want to sort of wind down with this. So if you, they said, Leck, you could be a famous actor or you could be a famous sports announcer. Which one would oh, you choose? God, that, that would be so agonizing, you know, because I, I, I'd really, I'd love to do both, you know. Um, and in fact, on my IMDb profile, one of the trivia. You have one? Yes, yes. Uh, and on the IMDb tr- profile, it, one of the in the trivia section, it mentions that, that I'm a football and basketball commentator for for radio. So I would really want to do both. I, I mean, and it's one of those things. I mean, if if I ever like move up the ladder, like do high school, uh, if I ever like do college games, I'd still want to do the high school. I mean, I would love to do the high school games on Friday night and then the college games on Saturday afternoon as much as my schedule would allow it, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're going to close with this. Could I be an actor? Could I do it? Um, you know, I, what I, talent do I need? I'll tell you, you know, that that's a good thing cuz you know a lot of people since since I've acted nearly 100 films now, a lot of times when I'm on a film set and somebody asks, you know, like almost every time I'm on a film set, there's somebody there who's never worked on a film before. And, you know, when he or she knows what I've done, you know, I often get asked, well, how can I do it? And what I say, you know, we all have different levels of natural talent, but one thing... I have none. So how do I do it with none? (laughs) Well, you you can... First, I say work at it. You know, find your favorite scenes in movies and TV shows. You know, try try to work on them, you know. Um, And... Then you do as many auditions as you can. Go to all the audition pages, you know, online, and there are there are many of them, both on Facebook and then just on the internet in general. And audition as much as you can, and then offer if if you don't get a part, offer to be an extra or something like that. And I, one of the first things I tell people: don't think you're too good for anything. You know, so if I had refused to be an extra early in my career, I wouldn't be where I am now because I learned so much about filmmaking and I made so many contacts. And you know, there were times when I was an extra in a film, but I like met somebody and later remembered me and then invited me to you know have a bigger role in another film. There have even been times when I've been an extra and somebody didn't show up or um, they had a late rewrite and needed a new character and I stepped in and filled it. So if I had said, no, I'm not going to be an extra, I, I would have missed out on those opportunities. But one thing it's important to remember is that for most roles, you don't have to be a great actor. You know, um, I mean, I if, if somebody thinks I'm a good actor that's fine but you know I think that my success in acting is far more the result of persistence and hard work and reliability than than any acting ability I have because most most roles you can get by if you're mediocre you know and I hope I'm better than that but I'm saying most roles you don't have to be you know Mel Gibson or Jack Nicholson you can 
most roles, if you're there on time and you have a good attitude and listen to the director, you'll be fine. You know. Now, obviously, if you're going to have something like be like Don Corleone or something like that, you do have to be a heavyweight actor for that, but that's not most roles, you know. Leck, uh, you're great. We love you. Thanks for being oh, with thanks. us. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the foot, fabulous football season and then also the acting. It's really interesting. Yeah, well, thanks. It's, it's always great to – those are two of my favorite subjects, film and sports, you know. Sports has been a lifelong passion. Film, you know, not so much until just the last few years, but and now I've really delved into that as well, and I'm I'm honored to work in both fields, you know. Uh, you know, the good Lord, unfortunately, didn't give me the ability to, you know, uh, throw – or um, or shoot you know a basketball very well or you know didn't make me very big but at least I can watch sports and talk about them and that's 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 great fun in there, itself. There you go. Okay. Hey, don't forget if you missed any part of today's show, uh, we are now on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show. Come right to your phone. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana today. You can also listen at our website wyrz uh, podcast is always presented by McDonald's. Coming up next, it's election night coverage from the Government Center in Danville. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5.00. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. 
Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.